0: Hey parents, I am so excited to have Maggie Kang back with us today. Today she's actually going to talk about her older child, which is a son, and how she has figured out the best way to help him with his college applications. I know that's a big thing happening right now, Uh, and so I hope something we talk about helps and enjoy the show. Thanks so much. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness Your Guide to Parenting Struggling Teens I'm your host, Beth Hillman A mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen And a life coach for parents I will guide you on how to influence lasting change By first understanding the relationship-changing power Of focusing on your own behavior Instead of futile attempts to control your teens Parents, the change begins with us So at this time, let's, I know you have another um, child and let's talk a little bit about some of the struggles that you've had with them.
1: So, you know, it's so interesting because this is such a, yeah, it's a wonderful transition just in kind of talking about like how, as moms, you can have kids with any sorts of struggles. And (laughs) so my older teen does not have a medical condition. He's totally healthy. He's actually a football player. He's like robustly healthy and love in life. And I guess because he's a senior in high school, you know, as all seniors, and I don't know, maybe it's particularly intense where we are, we're sort of like right outside Washington, D.C. area. But it's, you know, it's like a lot of stress for these kids. And there was so much to manage. And so this was sort of a point of contention for all of us going into the fall. So like at the tail end of the summer, they had their, um, preseason football. And as soon as school started, it was like mayhem. Our schedule was so intense going all over the place. And how on earth is he going to write that college essay or get that application together, which ended up being a lot of work. And I think when I recall planning colleges, it didn't involve so much work because I don't know, maybe I just didn't apply to as many schools, but it just seemed like there were a lot of moving parts now, right?
0: Yeah and and it's so funny what you said about I mean what we've been talking about community and stuff is every every client I have who has a senior which is actually quite a number of clients because the kids are transitioning home and they're typically around senior age every single one of them has said exactly what you said it is mayhem yes. and trying to trying to figure out how can I support yes my child not completely write every essay for them. Like (laughs) what, what is that middle ground of support versus rescuing versus Uh, enabling? And I think it's such a big, hard question. It probably really depends on each family, but you, it it is not just because of the Washington DC area. I've got clients (laughs) everywhere who are really experiencing that very same thing.
1: I know. and I don't know why college Um, craziness has been so intense, but it it really is. So I kind of felt like, so in our our situation, he actually didn't want us involved. Like he actually wanted to write his own essays. So that part was not as much a question. Consider yourself lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And, but the thing is, is like, there was just not even enough time for him to do it, but he did want to, you know, get our feedback and get support and that. So it was hard for me to know like how much I should badger him about kind of getting his stuff done, like that is like what's happening? Question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is the ultimate question. Right. How much do I actually bug them?
1: Right, but the thing is, though, I found that when I started bugging him, it was it was counterproductive. Like I was really bugging mm. him, and I was destroying my relationship with him, and this it was it was going nowhere good. And so, wait, I, stop. Yes, that is worth repeating. <laughs> I'm oh. Just gonna. Well,
0: I'm just going to stop for a moment. That is absolutely worth repeating. So could you just just repeat exactly what you just said? I lovingly, lovingly would like my parents to hear that just one more time.
1: Oh, I didn't even know what I just said.
0: Okay. What happens when you nag and over ask?
1: Got it. What happens? It is very counterproductive. I mean, it was like... He was not writing the essay. He was getting mad at me. We were fighting and I was basically destroying our very nice relationship. And what I realized was that I was bring, putting all of my stress and fears upon him. Like, honestly, I know he was probably stressed, but he looked like he was handling it. I was the one not. <laughs> and so, uh. and he actually even said at some point to me, he's like, why, why are you not trusting me on this? I can, I've, Handled everything. And I, my response to him was, but this is new. Like neither of us have ever handled something like this. I, I don't even know what, how to handle it. So I can't, I don't even know how to expect you to handle it, but it's so awesome that you think you are, maybe you are, maybe I'm the one that's just making problems here. So upon that realization, I, I knew I had to rethink and change my ways. So thankfully coaching the tools were extremely helpful. And the one coaching tool, which I think we've alluded to throughout this conversation, is this, uh, is this idea of asking powerful questions. So not questions like, have you started the essay? Like how, how come you're not further along? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you, how are you going to get into any of the colleges? Like those are not useful questions, right? Questions that I found actually when he just stopped talking to me because I was being so annoying, which is good for him. Right. We were driving somewhere and maybe it was that we were going to see a college. I don't even remember. But by the way, driving to see college, that's a really good time to have this conversation. But I just started to ask him, like, I asked this one question without an expectation that he would even have an answer. But I said something like, you know, what, what's like the saddest thing that's ever happened to you? You know, just totally out of the blue. And to my surprise, he actually answered it like fairly immediately because I, I just thought he'd just ignore me. <laughs> But we were in the car and he couldn't walk away and he couldn't, you know, turn on his AirPods or whatever. We were in the car. So he immediately recounted the time that Nell was sick and he was able to really unpack what was going on with him because he was age 11 at the time. And so it was a really challenging time for him. And even though I would call and ask him how he was, he never really shared what was going on with him. And so I was just like, okay, so obviously most of my attention was on now while she was in the hospital. So I never actually knew what was going on with him. And so years passed, you know, fast forward to age 17, where he's now rethinking it and unpacking his emotions and what happened at that time, how he was scared, he was stressed and he was alone coming home on the bus. And, you know, my sister came and supported him at night and just all the little details of everything that was going on with him. And so I realized in that moment, this is the kind of conversation that I wanted to have with him going forward. The interesting thing was that type of conversation is actually the exact kind of conversation that inspires ideas for a college essay. So when, Oh my, when, when, Right. Oh my
0: goodness, that is wow, that that's fun to re- that's a fun thing to to re- to realize.
1: I know, and I realized when we were finally connecting and and I was not a crazy mom. <laughs> I was like, let's do more of this. And so at that point he was really willing to kind of delve into himself and like what he thought was important, his values, his goals and all of that, because those were all things he was thinking about to write his essay. Mm. And so then when he started to do it and we would be reading it and giving him feedback, I would be asking him a lot of questions about like, why is this important to you? Why did you choose this topic? And just like what, you know, just really kind of getting into the layers. And so it ended up being, you know, it was definitely still stressful because you have deadlines, but it was ended up being very rewarding at the same time. So I guess I created this whole course to, I think I call it like leverage the college essay to connect with your team. Like all of that college grind stress, leverage the essay to connect.
0: That That is such a good idea. I love that. And I love that, I guess, initially that question seems so... Random,
1: right? right?
0: It it just seems so like, what does that have to do? With, and, and and it t- right. in in that way maybe a lot less triggering because it yeah. seems so obtuse
1: <laughs> and so like not without judgment or expectation yeah. or anything stress related. Even though it was, like sadness is kind of like the story that he recounted was actually stress, but that was probably like real stress, not like created stress, right? Yes, <laughs> so. And it was so. I think for him, it was like a, like very much of this like unburdening process. He was happy to do it and unpack and go through all of that in his head. So I was like a really beautiful moment, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's what a neat thing to to witness. That's really great. Something that you mentioned about the 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 college essay anxiety that yeah. moms feel
1: yes. is yes.
0: it is very hard to know are they actually <laughs> handling it or right. are they not right. and i think that's a very very tough question yeah. um i guess to answer because it's not yours right. you know you're not the one who's who's doing it and i know a lot of um mother's fear and anxiety comes in yeah. and we're and then we automatically start nagging and and asking not very helpful questions. It's just sort of this thing that we do, you know, because we're, we're, we're watching them not fill it out. That's basically what's happening, right? We're just watching them play video games or, or right. isolating in their room or hanging out with their friends or whatever it is we're seeing. We're not seeing them doing the college essay like we thought, think they should, right? something like that. So there is, I think there's just a fine line of, gosh, how much should I get involved? You know, yeah, and it's just so different from kid to kid. There
1: is, there, there is totally that question. I think it's, it's probably honestly different for every kid and mom pair. Cause you will know maybe to the extent that your kid may need that support. But um, I guess, yeah, I, I guess for me, like we, yeah, I, he's generally like fairly on top of his life. So that, it wasn't really even so much that it was just for us. We had so little time and yeah. I'm like. How is this gonna happen? like, in my mind, I just didn't see this working out in a way that was gonna be favorable, yeah, <laughs> so, and here you
0: even had, oh, I'm so sorry, say that last part,
1: and that was, that was all my fear,
0: yeah, and it's so interesting you're saying, well, actually, I have a son here who basically was taking care of himself, and you still had the fear and the worry and the anxiety. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. Well, you know, it was in my head. It was like all that other stuff, like school he can handle, sports he can handle because he knows what's expected. I feel like the college thing, and this is the reason why maybe we get all crazy is because it doesn't always seem like any rhyme or reason to it. Like it's, you know, the competition has really been amped up and it seems like you hear these stories of these kids getting rejected and there's the amazing students and they've done all the things. And so in your head, it's like, well, how is this gonna work out for us? And I don't want at the end of the day, my kid to get rejected everywhere. And that's, I think ultimately the fear and maybe it's that fear that drove me. And as you know, like fear is never a good thing. <laughs> it's any, you know, it doesn't really, unless you're like it's fear and it's in that appropriate like fight or flight and you're running away from an animal cause they're gonna eat you type situation. Generally the other fear that we create in our heads of the scenario that might happen doesn't always, you know, uh, allow us to act in the most productive way. So yes. I have to turn that around.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I, I think sometimes as mothers, we feel, um, well, I either have to ignore them or I- ignore that they're not doing their college essays or I have to do it all for them like we we forget that there's this huge beautiful middle ground with yeah. many many options and so really. we'll ignore or avoid or we'll nag you know yeah. and ask unhelpful questions and it's a great moment to offer to parents there are so mu- so many options in between right it's true we don't want to really be at either end of the pendulum we we want to sort of lean into yeah. the middle of how can i
1: The other options.
0: Yes. All the gray.
1: But you know what? Here's the thing I like to kind of um, help out moms who are in my situation, probably in any situation, actually. If you can just like step out and look at the bigger picture, because this is what I've been telling other people because we're sort of in the process, but we're like pretty much toward the end of it somewhat. Like, I I feel like we're fine now because he's gotten the bulk of his stuff done. So what I tell people is this. It's like, you you should like support your kid in the way that you're thinking about the long-term trajectory. Mm. So in my view, the way we, like I've been connecting with my teen about his essay is not just about the essay. It's fantastic that it's inspired him to write an essay that really reflects who he is. But I think we've like really uncovered a lot of things about him that he's realized, the things that are important to him and his values, which he can take with him as he transitions into young adulthood and goes out onto that college campus and starts living on his own. And I really think thinking about that long-term trajectory gives us a lot more space to not be so fearful about what's gonna happen in the short term. So. Yes, your kid may get into that college or maybe get into a different one. But that's the short term thing, like the long term trajectory of like your kid's mental well-being and their kid knowing who they are and what their priorities are. Those are things that are like that investment is going to yeah put your kid on a way higher trajectory going forward in life. And I think that we maybe have a tendency to think about the short term. So all I have to say is consider the long term. You know, consider the value of your kid getting rejected. Consider the value of getting, you know, your kid having to, you know, adjust to a different plan than what he or she had anticipated. Right?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that idea. That college is actually not the end point. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In in any way, it is just a. It's just another piece of the puzzle yeah. of what is you or
1: who, who you are, right? It's just a piece. It's just, it's just like a step in your journey, your yeah. long story.
0: Right. Uh, I love that idea of of pulling out and seeing that broader perspective. And yeah. it, we do, we tend to get really hooked into the, the minutiae of, yeah. of life and just the super, super detailed part. And yeah. it's never really about that. And of, of course we do want many People, of course, want their child to go to college. I, I get that. It's sort of a one of those milestones that we can appreciate as a society. But I also, it's it's not what we're really after. What we're after is mm-hmm. helping our children become successful, mm-hmm. compassionate. Um, mm-hmm you know, contributing members of, of society, yes. you know, who know how to help themselves and know how to help other people. And to be it's, you know what I mean? So that's the bigger picture that you're speaking of. And I just love that. Yes. It's, can we use, just like you are saying, can we use and lean into the essays in order to, you know, turn in the yes. college application? Can we lean into college for that broader perspective of just going about life and, the things you learn in college, as we all know, are not just academic. You right. know, they're social and emotional and mental. There's just so many facets. And I love that idea of of really helping um, ourselves as mothers, <laughs> as parents, really see that that broader and also, perspective.
1: You know, the thing is, though, the fact of the matter is that a lot of kids enter college with very high levels of anxiety or they're coming in with it or maybe they have some predisposition to it and it becomes really bad in college. I mean, there are a lot of like I think suicide is now the second leading cause of college age deaths. And then de- suicide, like the depression and anxiety rates are like, I think, triple what they used to be. It, mm. they're, they're calling this um, like a, a real really big problem. If you read sort of the statistics and the psychology PhD experts weighing in on this. And so I feel like in keeping that in mind, it is actually wiser to invest in your kids well-being and teaching them all of the, or or helping them to get to know themselves Mm -hmm. in this process. And that is, I think, the opportunity of the college essay. That's my thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And there's our, there's also so many options for growth, right? For our children, beyond besides college, too. Yes, I yes. You know, Europe gap programs are very popular. Very popular. Yes, and they yes. they want to they kind of encourage their kids to to wait for college and to like just get some life under you a little bit.
1: Yes, and that, I see value in
0: that. Yeah, and and then in America, which I think things are shifting. It used to just be if I don't get my kid into college. right Right. after high school, they'll never go, which is just not true.
1: I just, I think a lot of kids are doing gap years and I would encourage my teens to do it. Um, I don't know that he's interested, but that's okay too.
0: Yeah, And that's okay too, for sure. Right. Uh, I think if you have a kiddo who wants to go to college, then by all means, I mean, right. There's no sense to talk them out of it, but for the kids who are maybe feeling more anxious and, and just aren't, aren't sure why not, you know, look at some options. Yes,
1: there are so many ways of doing it. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, Maggie, it's been so wonderful to speak Mm -hmm. with you. Will you um, tell the audience about some of the things you provide as a coach?
1: Yes, sure. So on my website, I'm at www.MaggieKangMD.com. I do one-on-one coaching and I help moms of kids with chronic needs. And, you know, typically that can be in the range of rare disease to anxiety to you know, asthma or something or diabetes. So really anything. But as we talked about here, I feel like moms talk, helping moms is just really kind of a universal language.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. And where if they were interested in your daughter's book, where would they find that?
1: Oh, Amazon, and she's Nell Choi, C H O I and it's called My Hospital Story. And I'm about to launch actually my course, the one that we were just talking about. And so that's also my website will be on my website. So if you actually, you know what, if you want to get on my email list, I have www.MaggieKangMD forward slash narrative. And I use the word narrative because in although we didn't even talk about it here, we kind of alluded to it. It's it's almost like Uh, making active choices in the way of thinking so that you can create a different story of your life, a different narrative. Yes. I created a very not so good narrative. When my daughter was born, I learned that I could shift my thinking and create the narrative that we have now. And similarly, you know, I, I changed our narrative. My, with the interaction I was having with my son, who's a senior in high school. And I feel like we've been, we're in a good place. And I've, Actually, I don't even feel so fearful. I feel like it's all going to work out.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. I will have all that information on my show notes um, for people to be able to get a hold of you. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your experience, sharing your light and your message with the world.
1: Thank you. It was so much fun being here. Thank you. So honored.
0: Thank you. Okay, bye, everybody.
1: Hey there. Thank
0: you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember parents, the change begins with us.